Hey guys, it's Justin Hill here. Strap on your high heels and put on your pads because we're going drag racing. Ah, crap. She's bottomed out, guys. Play the music. Welcome to Stand Original RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under the Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Hill, and welcome to the third last episode of the season. Next week, we'll be chatting with another Eliminated Queen before we go into the last episode of the show with our final three and the winner. But this week, I'm welcoming our most recent queen to sashay away, the one and only Beverly Kills. We chat about that lip sync that has divided fans, trying to change who she is, and watching Muriel's wedding. Well, she puts the hoe in 90210. It is Beverly Kills. Oh, my goodness. Like this outfit that you've got on today, you have a (laughs) hole in your forehead. (laughs) Well, Molly and I, on one of our days off, we were like having lunch at this park in Auckland and Molly and I were talking like, we, we hadn't been eliminated yet. So Molly and I were talking like, what happens when you get eliminated? And we sort of had this idea that like, you walk off the stage and they just take you around the back of a shed and just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how that would work because how would that explain Jujube? Like, I mean. It keeps coming back. Yeah, they were really, yeah. they were really, Rue and Juju have the same plastic surgeon. So she. Right. <laughs> Either that or she's immortal or something like that. Round four, you know. Here we go. Now, normally in this podcast, right, I like to go through it in chronological order and we go through the show and we talk about it, you know, the episode from beginning to end. But. Babe, today I'm going to say that because what about that lip sync? I am dying. It was absolutely incredible. It was such a blur. Like, it's honestly, the only lip sync I can remember what happened was the one with me and Pamara. But by the time I was in the bottom for the second and then again for the third time. Yeah. Yeah my brain was so melted by everything that happened and I kind of just, (laughs) it was such a blur. Like when I did minis, I finished the lip sync and I went back to the workroom and everyone was like, Bev, what did you think of what happened with mini? And I went, what happened? What happened? (laughs) I was was doing what I thought meant to do, which was look forward and lip sync. Yeah. Um, It was the same. on a show. Yeah. And it was the same with Kong. I was just like, okay, this is going to test my, gymnastics and like taekwondo skills at the same time because not only did I want to like I knew I wasn't going to win and I knew I, I knew it wasn't for me to snatch the crown as they say yeah um but the one thing I did want to do was I was like well you know what if Kong is going to win I'm going to make her f- earn it oh and, and you did tournament like- of the century and all I could do was flip around and then I just see what was she dressed as? Oh, she had the bit with the white train. So yeah. all I see is this like flowy white thing around me. And I'm like, what's happening? Ah! Honestly, I just, it, the the way, like what I want to say to you is, is all you have to do is look at RuPaul's um, reaction. Like she's literally like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't think I've ever seen her do that in a lip sync before. Like you guys were like doing some kind of like in sync dance flipping and twirling and rolling and splits and I honestly don't think I've seen that many shablams on in a lip sync like you shablammed the hell out of that stage like I'm surprised there's still a stage there I honestly yeah well I finished it and every time I'd finish a lip sync I'm like oh my god my knees hurt and like I'm (laughs) bruised and bloody because like I don't think like that usually but like the stakes are quite high so I'm I'm open to grazing my knees if I need to I was gonna ask you did you hurt yourself because Babe, you were off the ground most of the time. 
I think Kong and I knew it was going to be us. I don't know if they show it on um, in the edit, but there's there's Kong and I like in the back corner, like stretching together. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we're doing like these ones. Like. There were a few times when you bumped into each other at the start and I was like, Ooh, oh gosh, it's, you know, and you were coming very close to each other. And, you know, there was a lot of like um, crossed. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, you guys were just like stunt, 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 stunt. And it was truly incredible to watch. Like you obviously saved everything you had for that performance and I congratulate you like I just was like I was watching it on my own just screaming I was like it's just crazy yeah. like yeah, I'm, a so fan of, I'm a fan of drag race first and then a drag queen second yeah. and I yeah. know that like there is nothing worse than like an off-timed jump split shablam yeah. or dip um, but there is nothing better than a well-timed dip shablam or drop split. Like, like <laughs> yes. I was like, all I need to do is just listen to the song, time it well. And yep. I'm, I'm glad I'm, our job as drag queens is to entertain. Um, and I'm glad we did just that. You really did. Okay. So let's get into this show. A very, uh, this episode, a very emotional start to the show. A lot of emotions going around. I feel like, um, you know, and later on in the episode too, very emotional for you as well. I really felt connected to you with what you said in this episode about um, the pressure that you put on yourself to perform and that success is your way of measurement because I feel like there are a lot of us, particularly in the LGBT community, who are going to be in the same position and we don't know anything other than that. And I think it was actually very refreshing to see someone like you say, maybe this is just me. Maybe I am just this person. Why do I need to change? I think I know deep down that I'm a pretty sensitive person. Mm. Um, But because of drag, you get really good at putting up the walls and you get really, drag really pushes you to be as strong as you possibly can. Yeah. In the show, every single, and these Queens all had the same experience as me. They've all had to learn how to become strong and put up those walls. Um, but you got to know when to break them down. And I think mm. I, I understood that, you know, I had to be strong and do my best. Um, but I think at the, at the consequence of that, I didn't enjoy myself and it made it, yeah. it, made it quite difficult for me to um, not only have fun, but also like succeed. And I, it's, yeah. it's funny how the second I left, I went, oh, mm. to succeed, you have to let go of the desire to succeed. Like it's so you, difficult. It, oh, well, I, I don't f- <laughs> how to do. I'm still. If you can figure out how to do that, let me know. Can you tell me? Because yeah. I would love to know as well. You need to read manual that is like laid out with step by step instructions. As a very highly strong Scorpio, I would prefer yeah. that. Um, uh. But like, yeah, I don't know. I think um, I've always put a pressure on myself to succeed. I know a lot of queer people do. Mm. Um, uh, it's just something I've always had in me, and I want to be. Um, the best but I don't want to be the best to beat someone else or be a champion I want to be the best for myself and know that like our limited time on this world not to get uh cynical at 10 51 in the morning (laughs) our our time is so so limited on earth and you know to you you just want to do well for yourself and have a good time but I think because your time on earth is so short I think having fun should probably come first and the good thing about drag race and I think the good thing about getting eliminated is that like it kind of just reminded me to enjoy myself. Yeah. It was like, I remember I really, re- I think a lot of people really related with um, Willow Pill for that reason. Yes, absolutely. She literally was like, we're all going to f***ing die. Let's just go do drag. And I'm like, yeah, someone gets it. Like, um, so, <laughs> We need a book from Willow Pill, please. <laughs> yeah. Like just, I, I preferably she writes the whole thing while on yeah. mushrooms. And it just, like, <laughs> as, dressed as a mushroom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our drawings dressed as a mushroom. But yeah. Like, yeah, it was just so like so many emotions. Um, 
so many people are like, do you have any regrets? Would you change anything? And I'm like, no, because like, that was who I am in that moment. And, mm. you know, I'm because I'm so um, forthright with how I feel about things and I'm straight up. The one thing that you can always take away is that I will never fucking lie to you. No. So to have my integrity questioned and like, I feel like being fake, that was like, absolutely not. Like I've been yeah. leaving my heart out on a platter for you guys. And if you think that's fake, whoa. So, and the, the funny thing is, is I feel like you got pulled up on that a few times and then it really didn't click for me until you said, well, maybe this, this is just who I am. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, the funny thing is, is that the, the girls that were pulling you up on it and saying, you, you know, there's a wall up, you're, you're not being um, yourself, blah, blah, blah. But they were almost like trying to make you not be yourself by, do you know what I mean? Like, and sometimes like, that can be great. Someone's, the fastest way to make someone stuck and second guess themselves is to call them fake. Like, totally. I think, I think calling someone fake is such a trap because uh, you can get, try and get yourself out of that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you're, you're trying to get out. You're yeah, in your eye uh, starts to twitch. <laughs> I gotcha. And then you start to second guess yourself. And then you're like, wait, are they gaslighting me? Am I gaslighting myself? Is the, am I, mm. what's happening? Um, and I think that was a, I think Hannah uh, it had no intention of being, of doing it, but I think she clicked something in me. I was so close to the edge and I don't think she knew, but she just fully pushed me over and totally. it just started that spiral. Um, and that's why I got as upset as I did. And it was because yeah. I'm like, she didn't, I, I think she could understand but I was, I think the reason I was upset was because I think I expected her um, to show more empathy because, you know, all these queens are, especially the, those three, mm-hmm. um, excluding Molly here, they're all like, they've all got the, the chip on their shoulder from having mm-hmm. like a legendary status. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, if you have that status, you of all people should understand what I'm going through at this very moment. Um, Absolutely. So that was maybe why I um, reacted the way I did. And it was because like, I guess I expected, um, I expected them to, uh, understand it maybe be, be more empathetic but on the flip side of that um i only met spanky and hannah on drag race i've known kong previously but like mm. um reflecting back it was unfair to me to put that expectation on them and that's like the one thing that i've learned is that just because someone has more experience on you doesn't mean they owe you anything or it doesn't mean that they are doesn't mean that they're more well adjusted than you like i've met plenty yeah. of people who are much older than me that uh, I've, I've got much more on them than they do but at the same time um yeah, I think the one thing that I've taken away from that was to be obviously kinder to myself. But the other thing as well is like everyone's on their own journey and just because they've got more experience doesn't mean that they like, they owe you guidance. Um, totally, I get that. I think it was just what I was used to because in Brisbane we are a very, um, we all look after each other, you know, like yep. the queens that are older than me, they help me and they mentor me. I don't have and that. ultimately don't have it is a I've got a thousand aunties, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, absolutely. And they're, and they're always like looking out for you and it's probably not that environment. Um, you, we go into the hometown tourism campaign and so we've got Hannah doing Perth, Spanky doing Palmy, Queen doing South Auckland, Molly doing Newcastle and you doing the juicy babes. It like, was just perfect because I was like, I, I, there's something in me that wanted to do Brisbane, but when I realised that the Gold Coast has, uh, the Gold Coast is smaller, but much more polarizing than Brisbane is. So yeah. I was oh, brilliant. Like I have to. Oh no. It's, and then you, I always say that to people. Matches you need to come, yeah. 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 I'm like, you need to come and see the Gold Coast. It's the LA of Australia. Like it's, it's, it's incredible. Now. I, I think the Gold Coast is like the Florida of Australia. Oh yeah. No, that's probably better. Yeah, absolutely. A little bit too sweaty. Like. <laughs> Lots of Camilla Caftans. Um, now. We have to talk about the fact, and I'm hoping that you're going to correct this when I say it to you. You haven't seen Muriel's wedding? Sorry. Babe. <laughs> the, uh, 
this is actually a really, really long marketing plan that Susan and I just made up because <laughs> Newton's Wedding is available on Stan. And when you finish watching Drag Race and Under Season 2, Episode 6, first on the list of suggested watches. Oh, convenient. And you're welcome. Oh, she's just in there, like <laughs> sprinkling that magical dust everywhere. I mean, it I'm is. A, I'm, a bus- I'm a businesswoman. <laughs> uh, okay, so I have not seen Muriel's Wedding. Um, I think I have said there's something in me. I, I'm, um, I'm not a film watcher. I'll say yep. that. Uh, so when I got back from Drag Race, I knew that people were going to hold me to that standard. Yeah, yeah. So when I got back from Drag Race, I told myself, I will watch more queer cinema. So since Drag Race, I have watched uh, Priscilla. Mm-hmm. It was great. And I hadn't seen Priscilla. Very good. Um, and now I understand the jokes that everyone might my drag scene makes i'm like oh ah. that's why they say that like yeah. <laughs> um mummy dearest yes. I have- oh my god amazing um oh my god it's brilliant i was like i was ready to just pop that on my computer also available on stan uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i was gonna watch it on my computer and like style a wig or rhinestone while i do it but it's such a good film. Yeah, I, I didn't leave my seat. I was just like watching it. No more wire hangers. Ever. And oh my God, just everyone, if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race, watch Mummy Dearest because that's yep. the blueprint for. Yes. Ev- for everything. Everything. But I'm going to give you a couple of others and you may have already watched them, but you need to watch Paris is Burning. It's oh, like- oh, I've watched Paris is Burning. Oh, I've watched Paris great. is Burning. Excellent. Um, Fantastic. So I'm very glad that you've you've seen these movies since and you're getting the marketing spin in there. Excellent. We go through and we see your, um, you know, your advertorials and they're amazing. But one question I had for you is when you were standing on the main stage, why was there such a big gap between you and the next queen? There was like a massive, massive gap. Yeah, like when you watch the episode, have a look. When you're standing oh, oh, up to I get know. your critiques. That's, um, that's Rue's camera. <gasps> oh, right. Uh, on Rue. Oh, right. Because I was like, this is so weird. It's like, is is Art Simone coming back? Like, I was like, what's going on? There's like another gap for a queen there. like been hiding under the stage the whole time. Um, (laughs) That's so great. Aha, okay, you've busted that for me. Now, um, we get onto that question of who should go home. And we've seen this time and time again. And unfortunately, you were the queen. Talk me through that. I mean, it's Um, never easy to be that queen. Upset, but not surprised. Like, you could tell, I don't think I looked up once. I just like stared at the floor and I'm like, I just want this over with. I want this over with. I just, it was, uh, I knew it was coming and I knew Mm -hmm. everyone was going to say my name and I accepted that. I just wanted it over. I just was like, get me off this stage. This is embarrassing. Like, I just want to go. And it sucks to be that queen. It's, the the question is in the context of the competitive aspect, you know? Yeah. It's not, um, I don't, I didn't, it was upsetting, but I look back on that and I'm like, yeah, I did do the worst, but also like I'm the worst out of the top five. So like, that's absolutely. I have to tell you, I just had to remind myself. I'm like, look, like just trying to think like big picture, Beverly, like it sucks, but it's all good. I also knew I was going home. I was like, but there's also something you should know about this episode and you will see it when you watch it. But Michelle says, and this was it down to a T. She said at this point of the competition in this season, we're not talking about who did the worst. We're talking about who just didn't do it the best. And Mm. I think that perfectly describes, you you know, the final Queens that we have with you included, like you guys just killed it. You were funny that, you know, like, I mean, you're splitting hairs when they were like, Oh, some of the jokes weren't landing. Like that's, that's really, you know, personal and up to the judge. And I guess that's why they're a judge, but you know, you, 
it really is at that point where it's it's drag excellence and you just you know we're, we're looking at who made the tiniest mistake and so you should absolutely be so proud that that you got to this point of such a high level of drag yeah. in australasia disappointing but i'm only missing out on like what two episodes like yeah i didn't feel i know that some of the other girls felt a lot of fomo i i didn't really feel fomo i was like well like it sucks but like whatever um i'm joining a, a hall of wonderful people who have placed fifth uh like electra shock or yeah and de la creme or Cartier, like yeah. whatever. And look like, at the careers they have had. It's all about who you yeah. are as a drag queen. And I know that you are just going to just skyrocket from here. And I'm so excited to see, you know, what you give us next. I'm excited to see you at the finale. I cannot wait. Your journey on Drag Race has been excellent. And I just want to thank you for that. And thank you for bringing such a high level of drag and just providing such an entertaining season for us fans. It's been amazing. You are so welcome. This is my official campaign to be on All Stars Down Under. Yay! Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Beverly Kills, thank you so much. Thanks, Justin. I'll see you around. Bye. That's it for another week. Thank you for joining me. And a big thank you to Beverly Kills. Follow me on social media at just underscore hill and let me know what you think about season two of Down Under and who you think is going to win. Don't forget you can catch a brand new episode of the Stan original RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under every Saturday only on Stan. Listener.